Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Cave. It's your man, Kovu. Got Monty here, as always. What up, Monty? What up, what up? How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Um, I slept in really late today, but, yeah, I'm, I'm solid. How about yourself? Not really, man. Not really. I've been having some trouble with my new laptop. I'm still, still trying to get that fixed. There's a lot of problems that it has, and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be back to normal, and hopefully... Uh, back to editing the episodes that we have because you know and we've been a little late on these new episodes and you know yeah, my laptop man. has been kind of giving me trouble man hopefully we'll be we'll be back on track pretty soon yeah between me moving and your laptop issues because you just brought a you bought a brand new laptop and for you yeah have- code and code brand new you know they probably they probably screwed me <laughs> right 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 um okay no doubt well uh a quick overview of what we're going to be talking about today um Lil Nas X dropped a new video and um I watched it and if you were to watch it you were uh, you would already be able to expect the type of conversation and discussions that would follow after it so we're going to talk a little bit about that uh NBA young boy unfortunately got arrested again um Joe Button you know one of my favorite podcasts ever there uh it seems like Joe Button and his co-host are going through some things we're going to touch on that um Derek Jackson uh, YouTuber known for giving women advice about how to handle men, um, very controversial figure amongst men. Um, and there's a scandal he's, he's going through currently. And uh, it's, it's interesting. And then finally there's flight reacts, a YouTuber. Um, he breaks up with this girlfriend after she busts him on, like, I don't know, there was this real awkward encounter on stream or whatever. So I guess we'll uh, end it with that. And um uh, yeah, Monty. So starting with Lil Nas X, the Mon- Mon- Montero video. What did you think about it? The Montero video that just came out. Um, I don't know, man. It, it was interesting. This might be the first time I saw like a like a black man just uh, just <laughs> just you know just showcasing pretty much uh, just showcasing it out there how he really. I really feel so about his sexuality like that, man. Like, cause you know, we had, we had things like that, but you know, a dark skin black man doing it in a, in a like a mainstream scene. It's pretty, it's pretty brand new, man. It's pretty, pretty shocking too. Cause uh, you know, not, not in a bad way. I think, I think seeing this, I was like, damn, this, I've never seen stuff like this. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of people definitely, definitely going to get some reactions out of it. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty shocking, and the reason it was shocking is, as you said, I've never really seen nothing like that. Got a young black pop star, um, really expressing his sexuality. Um, but before I even get into the subtext of the video, I want to talk about the fact that that video was is really nice. <laughs> like, yeah, like they, they put a of lot like of the, creativity behind it. Man. Yeah, it was, it was really like good. movie level. It was like movie level green screen, and I'm I. 
I'm known to be pretty critical of green screens and, and rap videos or whatever, but this is like pop star budget. And uh, so I'm not talking about any of the things that took place in the video. I'm just talking about just the technical side of what I saw. That shit was crazy. Um, now, going into the, the, the subtext of what we've seen, um, we saw Lil, Lil Nas X seemed to be on like a foreign planet and he played a lot of different characters. Like, I think he played every character or whatever. Um, it was really weird. And then there's this scene where he kisses himself uh, playing a different character. He kisses himself and then uh, he lays down while the other version of him goes goes down on him slowly, kissing his stomach. And then it cuts to another scene. Um, and uh, what, else did, what else did I see in the video? Um, Oh, well, there was the, the stripper pole. That's probably going to be the most uh, infamous part of the video, the stripper pole. And it seems like he takes the stripper pole and goes all the way down to hell. Based on my analysis of the first watch, it seems like he starts up and then he goes all the way down to hell. Ultimately, the climax is him giving a lap dance to the devil, a very sexual lap dance uh, to the devil. And uh, Yeah, that's a message to a lot of people, maybe... A lot of religious folks might watch this and say, "Oh, you going to hell, man?" <laughs> it's like, "All right, I'll go to hell and give the devil a left dance." Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then at the very end of it, he takes the devil's horns, put it on his head, and then his eyes turn a spooky color. Um. Now, Lil Nas X knows about the communities that that discuss him as being used as a pawn for some sort of gay agenda, and uh. Before I get into that, though, there was this this uh, Reddit post, um, and this is my first time reading it, but it's upvoted. It was upvoted quite a bit, so um, let's read some of it. So it says, hip-hop's gay agenda. This is from the Hip Hop Heads Reddit. Um, and so it says, so I've been watching a couple of conspiracy videos quote, proven there's a secret gay agenda in hip-hop in Hollywood and that rappers and celebrities from old and new get into the industry by doing gay stuff or allegedly being in the closet. And rappers nowadays dressing feminine are further pushing said agenda. They're worried about how it's emasculating Black men into being less manly, fruity, or whatever. Usually this coincides with the Illuminati shit. Hello yeah, before you, before you continue, man, uh, I saw this topic a couple of days before and... And right before, you know, just a couple of days before, right as this music video came out. And this music video came out, I think, last night. So this this was like, man, perfect. These two these two topics just went hand in hand, especially the first uh, what you read so far, man. Yeah. And, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of same things that, you know, was shown to, you know, in, in that music video of Little Nas X. But, yeah, continue. Yeah, okay. So, um... It says, like, you have no proof of that. It's incredibly baseless. Some rappers being suspect or dressing feminine doesn't indicate anything. So if a celebrity is in the closet, that's a part of the agenda. But if they're out of the closet, they're still an agenda. Which is it? It sounds like people just can't stand gay people existing or something, lol. Plus, it kind of implies gay people can't be successful in entertainment without doing some creepy behind the uh, behind closed doors type shit. Even if they're even if there's some weird elite shit behind it, why does it matter? It's not like they're making us do it. As someone who is Black, a lot of these viewpoints are rooted in how the Black community has always been painfully unaccepting, especially towards gay people. We still be using gay fruity as an insult and shit like that. It's tiring as hell. I like the hyper-masculine nature of hip-hop. It probably wouldn't exist without it. 
but I don't mind rappers like Lil X and Young Thug challenging the status quo. They're not ruining hip hop because it's only a minority of rappers and don't speak for the entire genre. Anyway, here's some vids discussing this shit. All right, so, um, man, okay. Yeah, there's there's definitely some conservative elements in in the 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 black community that I guess could be criticized, but in terms of um using the words gay and fruity, I've seen a giant decrease in that usage as I've grown up. Um I remember I remember back in high school or middle school, that was definitely that was definitely not even an insult, just something that they that some people don't like. That's like, hey, that's gay, man. I don't like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was yeah. like uh, negative connotations with that. Yeah, gay was used as like, oh, that's gay, like stupid, boring, dull, whatever. Um, but at least in my circle of people I, I've talked to or even seen in media, I, I haven't really seen that used as much anymore. Even on the brilliant idiots, as, as much as they push the boundaries, when they try to bring up or reference the the, the f- word, they use maggot instead. And so, um, yeah, I, I think there's been a shift in people's attitudes towards those uh, words, to be honest. Um, in terms of there being a gay agenda, that's what I'm curious about, right? Because what, like what, what would be the point of pushing a gay agenda? Like, because I don't think media by itself can make you that way. Uh, some people would argue that it's trying to feminize black men. Me seeing that doesn't have any effect on whatever masculinity I have, right? So I, hey, I don't man, get if, what the, if if you if you saw that that no little Nasax video and you're scared that your kid's gonna turn gay, he's he's already probably gay, man. You don't gotta worry about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lil Nas X doesn't have that that power, nor does any sinister organization behind that. Here's what I think, right? So just because there's um there's markets for certain things. Lil Nas X is definitely gonna tap a market. Ultimately it's about money. It's about markets for major labels. And they know what they're doing with Lil Nas X. It, this yeah. music, they know the music isn't going to appeal to everybody, but it's, go, it's definitely going to appeal to like some LGBTQ uh, members. And I think that's where the money's at. The The agenda is money. The agenda isn't to feminize uh, black men, in my yeah. opinion. I just haven't seen any evidence uh, uh, of that. And it's shocking to us because up until this point, like we have Frank Ocean kind of you know, Frank Ocean came out, but it wasn't this like blatant. He wasn't giving lap dances. He he wasn't kissing or going down on himself in a video. Uh, Tyler, the creator, he kind of played with it. It seems like people don't yeah. can't make up their mind whether he's gay, bi, straight, or whatever. But again, still not blatant until we get to Lil Nas X, who's this is this is probably as far as it can go without it turning into a another thing. You know, this definitely reminds me of a lot of the Cardi B criticism that people have, you know. Obviously, you know, other other singers or other rappers or female rappers or just in general, they might they might have their sexuality in it, but it's not as full forefront or it's not too much part of their identity. But, you know, just like here and Cardi B, they're they're definitely making it making it definitely in the front and center. So I'm not usually I'm not that big of a fan of that, but you know it's, it it still has a market for it. You know, overall, overall as a mainstream scene, and it's not something something that's deep. It's just it's just made for entertainment, honestly. And you know, this, this is very similar to the Cardi B controversy that we even talked about last episode. You know, with uh, 
with she, she, her showing too much or is it going to influence the kids or not. Uh, this is very similar to that. And honestly, I, I'm not that big of a fan of the particular, you know, showing showing it all out there, just the sexuality part. But I think there's definitely positive aspects to it too, man. If you're like, if you're like, you know, over the years, if you felt, you know, you couldn't express that or you had to hide that stuff and be shameful about it. And they might be proving it to you. You don't got to be, you don't got to be shameful, shameful of your sexuality or how you feel about expressing it. So I, I, I definitely think there's goods and mostly good parts to it. So, you know, I, I'm also a big fan of the song too, man. I actually like how the song sounds, how it's mixed and all the, all the vocals and, and the instrumental is, is the song is very good. The Lil Nas X song. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I didn't really listen to the song that much because the video <laughs> it got you in a trance, man. Yeah, I'm like, the whoa, okay. But um, yeah, man, Lil Nas X. I'm pretty sure he's gonna, you know, get all the success that he wants. Like, he's very unique. There's a certain novelty to this, um, and we might see a bunch of other people start expressing themselves in a similar way. Uh, but he's still gonna get a lot of hate, though. It's like, so you know, some sections. Even it's not just in black community; it's global. It's still they still look down on on homosexuality and just different types of LGBTQ communities in general. So it's not just black community. You're gonna get even probably even more hate from some other sections of the different parts of the world. So it's not just not just one place that you're gonna get hate from. Yeah, another thing that's interesting. So one thing, this is kind of random. So uh, Kanye West was kind of ahead on the ahead of the curve as being a prominent member of hip hop who hung out with gay people and in fact said that gay people had fashion on lock like he was inspired by his gay friends or whatever. Uh, I don't think a lot of people picked that up or noticed that or whatever. But yeah, Kanye was kind of ahead of the curve when when he said it was corny to like uh, bash people for their homosexuality. So yeah, but. Um, yeah, man, moving on. Shout out Lil Nas X, man. I guess you keep doing your thing. I mean, yeah, he's doing right. his thing, man. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I remember when I first saw him. Uh, remember, he was doing fucking just making music videos out of Red Dead Redemption, and that's how he yeah. kind of blew up, man. It's crazy how far, how far he came. Now he's making you know big budget music videos that's that's almost probably takes millions of dollars to make, so that's pretty crazy how far he came, yeah. And um, also, stop. I just, people really believe that to be famous, you either got to like sell your soul in a very vague way. They don't really know the ins and outs of whatever ritual is assumed to, you know, be the the thing to sell your soul. Or you got to do something strange for a piece of change, such as give your ass up. Um, the, the, the barrier of entry in the music industry is so like low, like so different now. I, Bro, even in the '90s, though, because in the '90s you it was expected that you were hyper masculine. So I don't I don't expect it to have been like a gay gateway then. I don't think it's a gay gateway now. Um, but people really do believe that to make it, you gotta give up your ass. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think on the videos that this Reddit post listed, there's just a compilation of just people discussing it, just yeah. uh, or just history of you know we even talked about that before. There's a lot of uh, homoerotic lines from previous, even though it's a very macho, macho genre. So, 
Mm-hmm. Definitely ties mm-hmm. back into it somehow. Right, right, right. So, um, next topic: NBA young boy arrested, and this time he's arrested by the FBI. And it says new details emerge on his arrest. So, uh, reading this from Complex.com, Baton Rouge, Louisiana rapper young boy never broke again was arrested by the FBI this week, and it reportedly all stems from an arrest that happened last year. TMZ reports that FBI agents and the LAPD tracked down the rapper with the use of canine units because he allegedly had two guns on him when he was arrested for drug possession in September 2020. Youngboy is a felon due to a prior aggravated assault charge, which means he is prohibited from owning firearms. At the time of his arrest, a number of guns were seized from him and 15 others. And among the weapons was a 45 pistol and a nine millimeter handgun. Um, the guns weren't registered to the rapper. And as a result, he has been charged with one count of illegal possession of firearms by a felon and possession of an unregistered weapon. When he was arrested last September, he was only hit with drug charges in Louisiana. Young boys lawyers have maintained that none of the drugs and none of the guns seized in the arrest, including two firearms authorities believe he was in possession of belonged to him. Uh, okay. So I guess I'm gonna read this last paragraph on Monday, March 22nd, NBA young boy was involved in a dramatic standoff with the FBI and the LAPD. Initially authorities attempted to pull him over on an outstanding federal warrant, but things escalated and led to the rapper attempting to flee on foot. A police perimeter was set up and a canine unit was deployed to find him. He was taken into FBI custody shortly after and a firearm was discovered in his vehicle. Damn, man. (sighs) Sounds like he's kind of lucky not to get shot. Oh yeah, having a standoff with the, with two police organizations, um, the feds, man. Do you think they knew that that was young boy, like the FBI and the LAPD? Like they're sure he's not somebody that he he's somebody famous? Because you know, if it was probably if it was wasn't somebody famous, he could have gotten some lot more trouble. Or also nowadays, you know, now with everything that happened over the years with George Floyd and a lot of other shootings, they probably. I guess they're they're also careful too, and just just in case there's something happens. So yeah. I guess he kind of got lucky in that instance. Yeah, the feds definitely know who who they're after, though. Like the FBI will wait months, sometimes even years, to build up evidence. Like, yeah, all their targets are specific. Like they they know the background and everything. Um, they they knew Juice World's background. They knew Lil Wayne's background. They knew Six yeah. Nine's background. FBI knows what these rappers you know be up to. And, uh, but this uh, this instance, though, he was initially pulled over for an outstanding federal warrant. So, but then it escalated, and you know he kind of escalated that. So, you know they yeah, they could have shot him, on, but attempting to flee on foot is crazy. Like, uh, that high speed chases usually, from what I understand, the stats that I've seen the, don't ever really end too well. And then also think about it: if you're famous. You you're not gonna be able to hide for that long. Like so, I wonder what what the thought process was. Like I'm a, I'm a dip from the police, and then I'm a lay low for however long. But at some point, you're too famous to be low key forever. Um, so I feel like you just kind of got to deal with it. And and young boy has a very colorful past when it comes to uh, arrest. Um, and there was the most notable one in my memory is when he was in Florida. Um, and he was he was scheduled to perform at a festival, and there was that a uh, highway 
damn near Grand Theft Auto level shootout where his, uh, I believe his girlfriend got shot in the shoulder, uh, but he, young boy had a gun, so he shot back and um, he saved himself with that gun. But as a consequence of the highway shootout, two people end up ended up dead. Um, but the judge didn't blame him for it. The judge was like, damn, why did you have a gun on you? But she also was like, but if you didn't have that gun, you probably wouldn't have survived. So I will say this, NBA Youngboy has been in and out of trouble with the law since since the beginning of him blowing up. Um, also, I'm going to say he, he has really great lawyers. He, ha- he has to have really good lawyers. And that's why I'm somewhat surprised that he tried to flee on foot because that's just another charge added, right? So, like, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get and- that. You know he should be he should be careful thinking about shit because I think yeah. he has five kids, man. He can't be he can't be living dangerously still. He gotta he gotta calm down. But then again, he's still twenty one, man. It's like super young, so yeah. it's like he still hasn't grown up yet. So yeah, he's already he already lived he already lived a lifetime, man. And he's only twenty one years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was looking up right now, like, cause I was going to say if he tried to flee on foot, that's, that would be bad if he tried to get like bonded out. But then I remember it was a fed charge and fed charges. Like it's a different situation. It says the federal court does not accept bail bonds in the same way that they do in state court bonds in federal court are either signature bonds, which are unsecured bonds, very similar to a promissory note, usually signed by a responsible third party. Um, I don't know what I don't know what a lot of that jargon means, but apparently it isn't as simple as it would be if he was arrested by state police. Um, but either way, fleeing on foot, it's going to be a bad look if you're trying to, you know, get out. So, um, yeah, it's just more things that they're going to pin on you. Yeah. And the most worrisome thing is his past. I, I saw a headline that said he, he faced five to 10 years. Let me double check that, though. Maybe a young boy. Faces, uh, yeah, bro. It says NBA Youngboy dodges Rico charge, faces up to 10 years report. Um, I just never get man how he keeps getting in this much trouble after after him, him blowing up and he could just live comfortably. Yeah, bro. He definitely lives a like a again a wild GTA type lifestyle. I remember <laughs> that. You remember the report of like. It seems so random, but the report of Floyd Mayweather, he was dating Floyd Mayweather's daughter and she stabbed somebody at like a house party or something. Yeah, you remember yeah, this? Yeah. And he like, he even wanted to fight Mayweather, I think. Oh, yeah. He called it Mayweather a bitch ass nigga and all that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he, it seems like he has no just no self-awareness, just no no decision making on, on the spot. He's just making he's just going on the fly, man. Yeah, I mean, J. Cole said, I always refer to the prophet J. Cole um, in, in uh, the song. What, what's the song called? Um, Middle Shout. He said uh, he wished Kodak Black had more guidance for real. But he, he may have name dropped Kodak's name, but he meant like everybody. Like because he says he's in the middle of two generations, like the Jay-Z generation and the the Kodak Blacks and the NBA young boy or whatever. Yeah, and, now that you mentioned, yeah, Kendrick and J. Cole, they're definitely in the middle because... Usually there's always there's always more names, right? Because there's not just two names that stand out in a, in a, in a almost in a generation or an era of hip hop. But it seems like K- 
Kendrick and J. Cole, they just belong in a in a separate type of type of era, honestly. I agree. I definitely agree. Um yeah, man. I, I NBA Youngboy is is a very powerful guy. His name holds a lot of weight. Fans love him. Even when he switched up his music style, even when his hooks got even more kind of like crazier and he tried different things with his music, his fans was always there to back him up. He gets tens of millions of views. Um, so it's sad that he has to go through this. I'm I am concerned about like if there's any OGs around that 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 could help him out, but it it does seem like he's living a a, a rock and roll lifestyle. And I hope I hope he don't get sentenced to to ten years for having gun possession because ten years is a long time. Like my bro did ten ten and a half years for for aggravated uh, uh assault, aggravated robbery or whatever. Yeah. So for him to face up to ten years because he had a gun on him, that seems a little bit that that, that seems extreme as fuck. Yeah, he can't see Hopefully, his kids grow up, man. Like five kids. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I hope that don't happen. But I hope somebody can help him um, slow down if he does get out of this situation. Um, and I know he has a lot of ops too. He has a lot of enemies in the industry that doesn't help. Um, you know, he 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 has a lot of heat from even though he didn't have anything to do with it physically. There was some blowback he experienced after the death of King Von because he was close to Quando Rondo. So I'm pretty sure NBA Young Boy's world is very stressful. Very, very much stressful. He's a young man with all this power. He's still he's still very young. How old is he? Let me 21, man. He's 21? <laughs> yeah. That surprised me when I when I saw that too. You see what I'm saying? Bro, your That's frontal lobe. Your frontal lobe does not develop fully until you're 25. So give somebody that much money and power coming from poverty, gang gang and all that. Give them all that money and fame. Like, what do you expect? You even know, then, though, even then, I feel like if you're, if you're getting this much trouble constantly and at what point you, you stop getting special treatment, right? Because if, if it was somebody in in his case, he put a guy in a way harsher sentence or nobody's gonna, nobody's there to speak up for him like that, man. So it's at, at some point, yeah, you have true. all this money, you, you have all these people around you that could tell you, you got to slow down and you're still going. So at some yeah. point, you got to blame yourself. Mm. Yeah, there's going to have to be some... Yeah, accountability is important and all that, but I'm just I'm surprised that he's 21 years old. That means when he blew up, he was definitely much a he was very much a minor, and he had money and fame as a minor. And yeah, that that definitely changes you too as a uh, again, especially having that much success at a younger age. You, yeah. you don't know how to handle it. Yeah, and you're getting praised for uh, the music you make, and he wants to very much live up to the music that he makes, and um. Yeah, man, it just seems like a recipe for the recipe for disaster, low key. Now you got me thinking though, who who got famous in the hip hop world at a young age and still, you know, got got out of it kind of living safely, you know, or living very use their money for a good use. Um there's there's Lil Wayne. <clears throat> he's still yes, he's he still did. been in a lot of trouble though, man. Even though yeah, now he calmed down. Like somebody that never got in trouble, you know. Donald Trump pardoned them. Um, somebody that's never got in trouble that blew up when they were a kid and um, and still still going, you know. They they don't look like they messed up over the years, so over drugs or something else. Like they they seem like they're put together pretty well. It's hard to it's hard to call. call it is hard to think, and and I I know like somebody will be listening to this 
probably have like two names in their head, like bro, this name, but I really can't, I really can't think of any. Um, yeah, it's hard, especially in the hip hop world, man, because you're you're surrounded by so many vices, so many things that could just that could just trip you and you're done. Yeah, a majority of young young rappers don't have father figures in their life, so that sucks too. Um, yeah. Yeah, Monty. I'm just gonna have to. Hit, I'm gonna have to hit pause. Hey, on if that. everything goes well, we, I'm gonna go back to Lil Nas X. He could be. He could be a story. Like he's still. I think. How old is he? Let me look it up. Oh, he's he's also 21, man. So he's still pretty young. Damn. And, you know, in the long term. Hopefully, hopefully he has a good road. So he could be, he could be one of the few names that that stays, you know, that in that lane. Also, man, now you got me thinking a lot of other names because I would say Nas too, right? Does, did Nas ever get in trouble? Because you know he blew up way back when he was seventeen or eighteen, right? Uh, when the um, I don't know how young Nas was to be honest when when he blew up, but he was very young. He was young, um. And outside of a divorce with Khalees, I think he's been pretty much good. I mean, he had beef with Jay-Z, but that was lyrical hip-hop beef, so. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't like anything in real yeah. life. I, I, yeah, that was still real, but, you know, it was still in the realm of hip-hop, in right, the music right, realm. Right. So, exactly. yeah, that might be another name. And Nas and some few others probably. If we start thinking about it, we probably couldn't have a list of different names. But, yeah, man, we could definitely... You definitely talk about the next topic, though, man. You ready? You ready to talk about your favorite, favorite podcaster? Your <laughs> definitely top five, top five yeah. favorite podcasts. Um, and and I I never really sat down and thought about my top five favorite podcast, but I know Joe Budden would have to definitely be in it. Um, I guess before we get into the details, uh, I've been listening to. I remember the very first episode of Joe Budden's podcast. That's how far I go back with Damn. Now, I'm not going to say that I watch every single episode, but I remember when the podcast was called I'll Name This Podcast Later. Damn, that's I, like, I thought it was, mm-hmm. you're like an early, early friend. Yeah, yeah. I'll Name This Podcast Later days where it was just, it was uh, Peter Rosenberg as the executive producer, I believe. It was Joe Budden, and it was uh, that that white... <sighs> It was a it was a white co-host lady. It was, it was the lady that loved Trey songs and t- Ty Dollar Sign. I can't remember her name. I want to say Maria Mariah. Damn, I'm probably butchering it. Man, but my I, point I, is, I'm I, taking away your fan privilege, man. You can't even name the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a big deal too when when Joe Button kicked her off. It was a pretty big deal. And then Maul replaced her. But but it, it got better. I will say it did get better. I was a little wary, like, damn, the female presence is being taken off, but nah, there, there's chemistry there. As much as people make fun of Maul for being too serious or this and that, it, it's still a great dynamic to the show. Um, now, the the headline we're talking about is uh, on Complex.com, Joe Budden addresses Rory and Maul's absence from the Joe Budden podcast. See, I haven't been looking at the recent episodes. The the, the latest episode I watched, everything was, seemed to be pretty good. Now, before I get into this, I will say that there have been some tense episodes that I've seen where Joe Button will argue with Rory. And there's some times where I think Rory's Rory is, is sometimes receiving a lot of insults from Joe Button that, that he, that Joe Button shouldn't say. I will say that I've seen Joe Button damn near bully Rory. Uh, and that, that was uncomfortable to watch, but 
they would always, you know, dust their, you know, dust each other off or dust themselves off and then return to form in the next episode. So now I'm wondering like, damn, what, what finally pushed them to the edge to where there's an absence to where there's episodes with head ice and, uh, Savon as opposed to Maul and Rory. Um, so reading into this article, when Joe Button's Joe Button podcast co-hosts Rory and Maul were missing from Saturday's episode, fans sparked a host of conspiracy theories. This forced Button and his other co-host Parks to reveal the real reason Maul and Rory are absent. Now, if I pause there, I would if if I pause there, Monty, I would if I saw one episode and Maul and Rory wasn't there, I'd probably just assume like something you know, isn't right, right? That, well, that, yeah. that that because they they're both absent, but I. I like to think like give people the benefit of the doubt. So I would assume, okay, maybe Marlon Park, uh, maybe Marlon Rory went to out of state or something. I don't know. Uh, I I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So it would take it would have to take much more than one episode of them not being there for me to like, oh man, something's happening. I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. However, it says uh, around the 15 minute mark of Wednesday's episode, Button starts to explain that Rory and Maul are taking time out for themselves while they work out their respective grievances. Joe was careful not to dive deep into the root of their problems, but he did fire back at fans for assuming his interim co-hosts, Ice and Savon, were there to replace Maul and Rory for creating harmful narratives. And uh, Joe said, it ain't just a work thing. Um, so that's my reaction when I see fans try to split up something that we've that was built so carefully over the years. The best thing you can do is what I wish was granted to me when I was going through is give time, time. Give everyone time to chill. But truth be told, I said this in many of Joe verses. None of us are slaves to the audience. No one owes anybody anything. Uh, I've been doing bit. Okay, hold on. It says, as the episode continues, Parks touches on difficulties of handling a friendship and a business relationship. He explains that he and Joe don't communicate directly about business matters for the sake of their friendship and future projects. Um, Parks said, I've been doing business with Joe Button for a very long time. I don't come to you with business shit because we have to keep doing shit. Other people should have, other people should probably have somebody else to talk to you or one of your professionals. Um, Although it was assumed that the tension stems from business dealings, Parks was quick to clarify that this isn't the case. Joe also interjected to reaffirm that the three don't have any beef. Okay. Um, And I saw a video though, I think a couple of weeks ago talking about how Joe, Joe Budden kind of screwed over, his two co-hosts and, you know, you could tell he showed a clip of the two co-hosts, you know, you know, on their faces, like, well, Joe is explaining the situation and talking about uh, some, you know, instances of what's happening with the podcast. And you could tell the other two, they're they're not happy, man, (laughs) on their faces. And I feel like, I feel like this definitely might be true and behind the scenes. And, you know, obviously, but he's probably trying to downplay it and, you know, try try to make it seem everything's good, but something definitely going on. I feel like. Yeah, well, well, he goes on to say nobody has communicated a beef. What they have communicated, what they have communicated to me is something is wrong. Whether that be in our friendship, how we're speaking to each other, the respect level, and that's that. Monty, I just said that there was some episodes where Joe Budden was going at Rory, crossing that line of respect. 
Yeah. I'm like, am I? I'm like, Roy, I know he's the youngest one there, but he's still a grown ass man. And Joe Button is calling him an idiot, this, this, and that, just because there's a disagreement. I was like, nah, bro. And even in the comments, fans agreed. Like, bro, Joe, you're when you're losing an argument, you like to do this or you like to do that. You like to go to insults or you like to yeah. move the goalposts. Uh, those are some of the weaknesses I see in the podcast sometimes. Like, I, I really do enjoy Joe Button's passion. I like his unique takes. It's still a top five podcast, but. I wouldn't be surprised if the you know those instances where Joe Button uh, talks to Rory you know any kind of way that that isn't an issue. Um, I'm wondering where Maul comes into this because it's usually I, I usually sense tension more so between Joe and Rory, not Maul. Now it, again, it could be some behind the scenes things, um, and this reminds me of Charlemagne the God said years 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 ago, especially with the pot, spot, when when Joe Button left the Spotify deal. Charlemagne spoke on it and he got a lot of hate. People were like, oh, Charlemagne, you're just jealous. Uh, you're just jealous that Joe Budden owns his own podcast. They said that as if Charlemagne, the guy, doesn't have ownership of the Brilliant Idiots or, or this. He has a podcast network, but people yet and still thought that Charlemagne, the guy, was jealous of Joe Budden. But Charlemagne has been saying for years that when things go wrong, the common denominator is Joe Budden. Um, and 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 Charlemagne the guy says this goes all the way back because I guess they've known each other for a while. So with the everyday struggle, I do remember the infamous episode where Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the guy predicted how long it would take for Joe Button to leave. And I think Andrew said, "Oh, I'll give it three months." I think Charlemagne said, "Either six months or nine months." They both were wrong, but it was it was closer to what Charlemagne the guy said. Um, and they kind of laughed. Charlemagne laughed about it because he really feels like he has Joe Button figured out when it comes to situations like this. He thinks that Joe Button, uh, or in the past, he's expressed that Joe Button sabotages his own uh, um, deals and 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 good positions. Um, then there was a Spotify deal when he left. We remember when Joe Button went off on Charlemagne, the guy saying, "Yo, Charlemagne, you don't understand." Blah 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 blah. Um, but yeah, man, it it, it seems. It seems we're not going to, all we can really do is speculate. I've already given, I guess, my speculation as to instances on the podcast where there's, where the, the disrespect exists. Um, but in terms of like the background, like, are they getting paid enough? What, you know, did the Spotify deal really disrupt, you know, the payment they, they were getting used to? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, really I think don't. the two co-hosts, they definitely didn't like, you know, getting, getting off Spotify because, their, their deal was pretty sweet, but you know, Joe Budden's ego kind of got in the got in the way, and he kind of got too hot headed, and you know he he overestimated his value. Now now it's gonna now the money isn't as as crazy as spot uh, as they're getting paid at Spotify, you know, because they're doing it on YouTube mainly, and you know with the YouTube algorithm and the views that they get, and you have to divide that. Uh, divide that payment between like these three people and also the other, other like you know other people that they got involved with the podcast. They got it that that got to edit it and you know set up the devices, set up uh, the equipment, and it's probably not a lot of money, man. And they're probably seeing it like, damn, uh, we were better off on on Spotify. And you know, Joe Budden is kind of uh, his ego is kind of getting too much in the way of of success in a way. Mm. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying I, I, I agree or disagree with Charlamagne the God, but that's just something that there has been a narrative about Joe Budden sabotaging great things. Uh, but all I can really say is I hope this podcast continues to exist. I mean, there's over 400 episodes. Um, I want to keep it going. I want to see them get to the thousands. Hey, of, man, of we'll, we'll pass them in no time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see them get to episode a thousand. You know, I think I think they're of value to the culture. Uh, I think they have unique takes, and um, yeah, I, I enjoy them. So, so do they do stuff. it weekly, like uh, like we do the Joe Budden uh, podcast? I think they do it by. I think they do t- two a week. Yeah, like imagine thousand weeks, like you've done this podcast, and now you mm-hmm. got to end it like over over some stupid shit with your co-host man so hopefully hopefully they figure it out and you know joe budden realizes uh some of the mistakes he has made or so in the future he doesn't continue making those same mistakes right 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 i found it interesting too that park said that when they when it comes to business they have other people talk business they don't do it themselves just for the sake of their friendship yeah 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 that's true yeah okay well, yeah, man. I wish y'all the best for, for the Joe Button podcast. We'll keep you updated on that. Um, next topic. So this deals with image versus reality. Uh, last episode, I know you guys haven't um, heard that because we haven't put it out yet. But uh, last episode, we talked about Kirk Franklin, right, Monty? Yeah. Kirk Franklin is a, is a Christian music icon, like iconic in a lot of like family households or whatever and there was that thing where it came out that he was verbally abusing his son in ways that many wouldn't imagine Kirk Franklin to do um now this I, I would argue is worse so there's a YouTuber named Derek Jackson who's known for giving relationship advice um and known to very much so infuriate men he would give women all this advice about how um shitty men are and how they need to do this and do that. And it also, it often, again, it often rubs men the wrong way. Um, now he, he, he says that there was clips of him saying, I have no patience for a guy that finds it difficult to be faithful. So he's going through a cheating scandal right now. And the clips that are popping up from his past are hilarious like the 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 parallel between what he what he said in the past to what he's dealing with now almost you can you can look at it as criticism of himself it's very like yeah. weird uh like it uh, it devalues everything he stands for pretty much his brand now nobody's going to take him seriously yeah and Charlemagne the god uh Abba and preach they've done a good job breaking this shit down <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah they put uh, like a compilation of clips together of showing all the all the hypocritical things he had said and, and based on what he has done now. And did you see the video where where he's apologizing with his wife sitting next to him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Um and and a lot of people are unfortunately Charlemagne touched on this. A lot of the heat is now going to his wife about how she looked in the video. Yeah, I saw that or, too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, damn, that's kind of uncalled for. Like they're calling her. Oh, she she has a bonnet on. She doesn't look presentable. Um, yeah, she shouldn't have. She should have. She shouldn't have appeared in the video in the first place. Like, that's that's what I. Yeah. Even if she did have her makeup on or whatever, people would still say, "Oh, look, he's the puppet behind her." I think when you're dealing with a cheating scandal, 
you kind of got to be low key, go get marriage counseling. Like Charlemagne the God to uh, openly talked about how uh, he was, uh, he dealt with infidelity on his side and uh, he, and how he had to go about fixing it. He definitely didn't put his wife in the video. Um, See, yeah, with so, uh, Charlemagne the God, I'm not surprised that he, he did what he did. But over yeah. on this instance, I'm not surprised either. But at least uh, Charlemagne the God does not look much of a hip, hypocrite or, you know, just uh, pretty much destroys his brand altogether because, you know, he built his brand based on him being a faithful man and giving yeah. all the ladies advice and to how to be, how to keep a, or keep a faithful man or just how to... How to just just advice that you know spews out how men behave when it comes to relationships and how it's pretty much the opposite of a lot of a lot of dating gurus that that are there for men on YouTube. You know, it's pretty much the opposite for females, and it's just funny, man. It this reminds me of you know how a lot of pastors are just a lot of religious, like you know, famous religious people that kind of give sermons or whatever. They yeah. sometimes they have a very anti anti gay uh, just speeches. Just they they just go on and on about how much they hate gays, and then yeah. you find out on the news that <laughs> they're actually gay themselves, and they got yeah, they got man. caught doing some shady shady shit. So it's like yeah. it definitely reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, the the clips that are popping up about him having no patience for for men that cheat and how women need to do this and do that to get a great man and how most men ain't shit and all that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Charlemagne goes as far as calling him a narcissist, a hypocrite. He, he, uh, Charlemagne highlighted how Derek speaks in third person. And it, it is to an insane degree. Like he, he, uh, there was this video of him in his car, apparently saying, you know, I know that Derek does, you know, Derek does have to be accountable, but Derek also has to understand that there's account that what do you say? Derek also has to understand that no matter how much accountability you have, people are still going to do this and do that. Like, but he's speaking in third person and try, you're trying uh, to distance uh, him, uh, distance himself from himself. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and also, maybe maybe why he's doing it because that's not his real name. That is online persona. So he's like kind of separating himself from that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I, I do find it hilarious that uh, Charlemagne the God said uh, he he used his wife as like a human body shield to like yeah, yeah. separate because him being a narcissist he can't take and and also in that that in one of the videos speaking of the situation he's praised himself he said man the content I I know that he's again in third person he said I know the content Derek's been making has helped people uh, throughout the years I know that the content that I've made is still real is still fact so he still stands behind the stuff he said. I mean, he's not wrong in a way because he mm-hmm. he did say some, you know. Obviously, a lot of shit doesn't make sense, but mm-hmm. he just go. He's just going against his motto pretty much, and it's just he's just wrong. So, but he he did say he does make sense in some ways in his content. I would say, but you know, most yeah. of it is still just 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 uh, just not just a lot of truthful stuff. It's just just putting a lot of glitter on it and trying to make it pass it off as some, some, you know, some holy advice. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that was very telling in which he said that, uh, he had a beef with God because he gave his life to Christ and his marriage fell apart. 
So he actually blamed God for some of this in the past. Man, I saw a um, meme. I saw a meme like, like why he, a meme just relating to relating it to how, you know, on on a religious aspect that he could just cheat and go back and tell his wife, and the wife is gonna be like, oh, that's just the devil in you, you know. So it's like an excuse in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Christ has nothing to do with your infidelity. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know why you would have a beef with God. Like, I can kind of understand once, like, let's say somebody innocent dies or something, and then you have a beef with God because you're like, oh, God, why did you take him away from me? But in terms of cheating, and, and I don't know, man, that's, that shit, that shit is wild to me. But uh, yeah, Derek Jackson is going to have to go through that, go through that hell. He's going to have a mass exodus i'm sure from, from well what do you think is the next step uh in this online presence like what type of what type of brand thing is he gonna pursue now because he's he, he's gonna have a rebranding obviously online mm-hmm. so i'm wondering what his next path is gonna be um he's gonna try to engineer some some humility i don't know if the humility will be genuine um he's still gonna be in, he's still gonna give advice to women he's still gonna um because he, he's already amassed this huge fan base and the women that that follow him wants to hear a certain type of advice so i think he's still going to do that he's still going to write books or whatever i think that the the level of success is definitely going to vary or fluctuate due to this latest scandal now um again it was very telling that he says he still stands behind all the content that he that he did so he's going to go on like this apology tour maybe do some damage control but he's still going to stick to that content i'm wondering how much of the exodus is going to exist in this fan base though like how many thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people are going to unsubscribe to him um i already know that there's going to be some people that are like oh i forgive him you know his wife forgives him so who am i to uh not listen to him but I think majority of the criticism isn't so much that his wife forgave him. It's the fact that he's bashed men that, that. Yeah. The, the hypocritical did aspect what he did. of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hypocritical aspect of it. It's, it's less so the infidelity thing. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I expect. I expect him to still do, try to do the same thing. Um, he's going to go through hell on the internet. He's going to be forever known as the dude that cheated on his wife when, but then again, you know, internet does forget a lot of things and move on to the next thing. So he might make it. Make yeah, a yeah, he might. Yeah, he might make a comeback. I have a, fr- uh, a couple of YouTuber friends that bounce back from internet hell. Uh, but it takes a certain type of person, a certain type of mentality and um, resilience to bounce back from that. So I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. I never followed them in the first place. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I only seen uh, videos of. Other people just breaking down why he's wrong. Right. Right. Okay. Well, some more, you know, I guess the next topic deals with some more domestic drama. Um, and this time it comes in the form of a YouTuber named Flight Reacts. Uh, and there's this video that, that went viral of his girlfriend crashing his stream. And he looks very uncomfortable. She's giggling in this very cringy way rubbing his back like oh cut it off we need to talk or whatever um and yeah like he, he seems pissed but the, the stream does eventually end and then i seen a video and monty maybe you could piece this together for me but uh i didn't see the video of 
of uh, him explaining that she was throwing shit around the house. I saw a video where cops came and uh, the cops did seem to be on his side almost immediately because one of the cops said, oh, you're, what are you doing? Are you throwing shit? I think talking to his ex-girlfriend or whatever. But um, yeah, I, he kind of painted her, Fly Reacts painted her out to be a psycho, which I mean. But then again, also in the same video, he t- he says how much he loves her, you know, feels... Uh, you know, she, he thinks she she's not a bad person, but at the same time thinks she's a psycho. So he's kind of, yeah. he's trying to, you know, for the internet, try to not direct hate towards her. Because, you know, when it comes to, you're such a big personality like Flight and, you know, somebody, and you have a fall, falling out with somebody and you're going to get all these fans just going to their channel or just their social media and harassing him and just sending death threats probably. So I guess that's why Flight kind of did it, but yeah, he's not... He definitely doesn't doesn't really think he, she's a good person anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Of course, he's going to be called a simp or whatever because he he didn't tell the police that she needed to go anywhere or they needed to escort her out. So um, I saw people call him like a kind of a a liar or not being you know accusing him of not being true true to himself. Uh, or being real with himself. And of course, Flight responds like, oh, I finessed the situation. Y'all y'all just don't see how I finessed the situation, which Advan Preach kind of made fun of him for that because... Yeah, I saw that, yeah, because he has a history of uh, of dealing with this type of stuff, just falling right, for these right. type of psycho chicks. Yeah, so, you know, there is no real finesse to the situation because you should have seen this coming a mile away. Like, there's always some sort of red flags or whatever. So just because you're handling the situation and you're proud the way you're handling it, it's, I guess it's fair to offer critique that you should have never even got to this point, uh, especially due to your history of dealing with these types of women. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know too much about them. So I'm not going to lie, Monty. I'm, I, I know I, I keep saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes I am skeptical because I saw Onision uh, another crazy YouTuber. I'm not trying to put Onision and Flight Reacts in the same sentence. Onision's a very controversial figure who judges underage women's bodies and calls them fat and all that. However, oh yeah, um, he, he gets. Uh, I heard. I, I'm not too familiar with the Onision, but I always see just videos pop up of just people breaking down what new shit he's up to because he always up to some controversial shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason I brought him up is because he staged his woman having like a, like this was years ago, Onision staged his woman having like a memory loss and her crying and saying, who are you? I don't know you. And it came out later to be staged, even though yeah. it looked kind of traumatic and real. So the reason I'm saying that is because I was, I was trying to pay real close attention to the police that walked in. The The first thing the police said was like, oh, what are you doing? You're throwing shit? Uh I, I was I was trying to see like if there was any real video footage of her like really throwing shit around. Uh, I think there was some video of her screaming, like a small clip of her screaming, but we really didn't get to see like too much of anything. So I'm not gonna lie, Monty. For me not knowing them and me knowing people stage stuff, I low key was like wondering like, yo, is this staged though? I definitely like, see why because there's a section of YouTube where it's pretty much. A lot of these family channels, quote unquote, you know, or these couple channels, they pretty much make mm-hmm. money off these type of controversies where, you know, they prank each other or, you know, fake yep. break up with each other or fake, uh, you know, show that they're in like going through some shit or it's just a lot of fakeness going on to get a lot of views. But I think th- this instance, though, I think I think this is real because uh, 
you know, this doesn't, this doesn't seem, you got to go through a lot of shit to make it, make this seem real. Cause I mean, yeah. make this seem fake. Cause uh, I don't yeah. think, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get a lot of things, a lot of things wrong in this case. Yeah. If you were I just want to put it out there. I, I just want to put it out there that cops and videos usually give some sort of legitimacy to things, but there are organizations that literally exist to be fake cops. Damn. So that's why I, brought up the <laughs> I didn't know thing. that actually. Monty, there's a number that people, YouTubers have called to like act like police are arresting somebody and it's fake. It's all fake. Like Hollywood shit. I'm not saying flight did that. Uh, also I will say this though, man, he gotta be the down bad, fake. you know, down bad. He really gotta be desperate to pull some shit like this, you know, to get some. Yeah. Yeah. It don't really make sense because I'm assuming he makes a pretty good, he makes pretty good money. So, uh, I'm not, I was, I'm saying is that was like my initial like thought. Yeah. I didn't get invested in that belief. That was just an initial. But yeah, you still got to be careful. You, you still got to have that, you know, the mindset that, you know, this could be, this could not be hundred percent real. Cause you, you still got to be skeptical on the internet nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Uh, her face is out there, right? Yeah. 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 She's, she's, I yeah. think she's also a streamer. Uh, she, she also streams games on Twitch and, you know, I guess yeah, they got yeah. together and, uh, I, on the flight reacts video, he broke it down that they actually broke up, but she she wants to get back with the, uh, with him, and you know, and she and she's trying to force him. Yeah, force yeah, him force get back. get back together, and I guess, and you know, she kind of went psycho too in the video. You could hear audio of her screaming uh, just to you know delete the tweet or some shit because uh, you know she I guess flight uh, tweeted out that you know they're not together, and you know she still she still wants to be back with him, so. You know, he definitely got, he definitely got some crazy, crazy people around him, man. Cause I definitely yeah. saw some, some commotion that he had too with with his ex girlfriend. So it seems like it's a history with him. So I wouldn't be surprised if if a new chick gives him trouble. You know, some and it gets crazier and crazier each each time, man. So hopefully it's, it doesn't get to that level. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's it's. It's interesting. I, I will say the the initial footage I saw with her rubbing his back and giggling, it, it was it was very uncomfortable and cringeworthy. Um, but the reason I brought up to, the reason I asked if her face was out there was because like, if it was fake, she would have to go through a lot of shit to to fake this, right? Like, because of course she's going to get harassed now on the internet. Yeah, like what what would be her gain? Yeah, just, yeah. You just gonna get think, hate. Yeah, I don't think the money equals up to that that level of hatred, that level yeah. of, uh, you know, people despising her. And, uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's why I kind of believe that this is a real situation now, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I was kind of neutral on it, but her face is out there and she would have to sign up for a lot of bullshit that I don't think that money could heal pretty much. So, okay. Yeah. She's just kind of, she got to figure some shit out. Cause you know, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, Monty, I think that's pretty much the last topic, though. Yeah, man, we're, we're going to try to keep it short because, you know, uh, when we get to editing, man, it might not be, you know, it's, uh, not, it might not be the usual take because I got to go back and download my editing software and, you know, kind of do it from the, uh, from, the, from the ground up. So hopefully when we get back, get back yeah. with my new laptop, man, we're going to be back to, you know, doing it, doing it on the regular on on the yeah. editing the way that we used to 
Right, right. Back to the back to the regularly scheduled program. I get that. Um, yeah, man. But we still, you know, no matter what, we're still banging them out for you guys. Like uh, these past couple of weeks, we've been recording on Fridays, but I do eventually want to get back to the middle of the week. That's kind of the, the spot that I like. But a we'll, lot of, we'll get uh, back to normal, you know, just a yeah, rocky yeah. road. Exactly. Exactly. But um, until next time, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. Yeah.